Hey guys, it's Chirag here. Um, one last time for the year 2020. This is the last podcast for this year. Uh, I hope, you know, you've all been well throughout the year and, you know, uh, are going to enjoy uh, uh, getting out of this year and into the new year. And, you know, hopefully the world's going to be a better place. But yeah, we can only hope. Um, this last uh, podcast for this year is a really interesting conversation that I had with a person who is involved in a profession that deals with uh, helping people improve their communications uh, and who are, whether, you know, people who are, you know, not good with communication either through, because of a disability or, you know, uh, uh, due to inhibitions and insecurities and all of that, right? But mostly people who are disabled with respect to communication, either hearing or speaking. And we've somehow managed to marry both our professions, mobility and disability. And this is about, you know, how mobility is important for those who are disabled as well equally. So, yeah, I hope you enjoy this uh, conversation and uh, come out being a little more empathized for those who uh, aren't able to move around as freely as we do. So, yep, uh, advanced, Merry Christmas and, you know, have a great New Year. You're listening to the Driven Differently audio experience, a podcast hosted by Chirag Joshi, an Indian entrepreneur who hosts guests both from his industry of electric vehicles and sustainable mobility and people completely unrelated like artists and creators with the intention of getting as many people involved in the mission to upgrade humanity to sustainable ways of transportation, aka being driven differently. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Chirag Joshi. Welcome back to The Driven Show. This is episode number 30. I know I haven't shot a video in a while, but I'm back. And I couldn't be back with a better guest. Uh, she is someone who I've come across on Instagram pretty randomly, actually. And uh, she leads a profession that I had no clue even existed. Uh, she is Miss uh, Zainab Ismail. And she is a speech language pathologist, uh, which which is which is basically she helps people with communication disorders and you know tries to help them uh, communicate better and of course lead a better life in the highly uh, connected world that we are in, which communication is such a strong uh, thing that we all need to learn. So uh, again, I'll let her introduce herself and what she does because I'm no expert on that. But that's what today's episode is all about. It's about you know seeing how what she deals with which is basically people with disorders and uh, how a lot of a lot of the disabled communities unfortunately cut off from mobility so one of the themes of this episode is to uh, try and find out you know mobility for the disabled and uh, what are the steps being taken to improve mobility for them and therefore improve their uh, opportunities to get ahead in life because uh, it's it's unfortunate enough that you know they weren't born with a lot of things that we take for granted and we shouldn't be uh, putting barriers in their way as humans for our fellow humans to get ahead in life. So that that's, I, I think that's criminal. So, so here's today's episode in which we're trying to figure this out. So Zainab, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, I'd love for you to, uh, you know, introduce yourself to the community, what you do, and then, you know, we'll, we'll pick the conversation from there. All right. Thank you so much for having me over Chirag. I uh, was looking forward to this and for those kind words also. Thank you. Thank you so much. So when I begin, uh, like you said, I am a speech language pathologist. I am currently pursuing my post graduation in the same, going ahead and specializing in it. And 
basically we do deal with individuals with communication disorders and we do have a lifelong impact because it's not just a day of treatment that they get right we take it through years and it's more of you know a quality of life training that we have to give them because communication is so critical right and as humans we take it for granted because it's the best blessing that we are born with right to express ourselves to tell our ideas the very fact that you and me are here because we don't have the communication gap right you can tell out your ideas and share your thoughts and intentions with me so out and open but imagine this very essence is not given to some people and how i can uh, try and as much as possible get them to the mainstream or in their own way get them to express and not feel that you know incapability that's what i what i think that's what i believe so let's see how this goes <laughs> that's nice no i mean I, i think the first time i even heard it i was like i i mean when we were interacting on instagram i was like what in the world does it even mean like i knew of course you know i knew people with autism and other kinds of disorders have problem in communicating and you know most people do struggle with whether it's public speaking or just interpersonal speaking right but i had no clue there is a dedicated profession to help people out with that like i had no clue uh, maybe i'm living under a rock but at least i had no clue about that so so i want to ask about you know how this how did you even stumble upon something like this and how did it become your passion and you know something you wanted to pursue like how does how did that happen so take us to the journey on that one so as an 18 year old you're usually so confused right ki what to take up next and you have like two options in front of you thanks to the typical indian mentality either engineering or medicine but now the times are changing we want to try and do something that's different and i chose this because i don't want to i mean i didn't want to choose uh, engineering or medicine and then i was looking for something else in the line of treatment of the you know medical field so i stumbled upon this on an online search of you know potential career options and then when i did i was like glued to it so i had to learn more about it and understand better and finally i knew which colleges were you know giving out this profession i mean this course and finally um i just knew a bit of it and when i got in the first day i was like what have i signed up for okay <laughs> because it was a completely different experience altogether and when 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 uh, it took me a year to actually get the essence of this profession right and when you when i actually started say, seeing patients first hand is when i realized what my role is in someone else's life and what motivated to me, me to go further would be the fact that one day uh, i made a change in a child's child's verbal output and mm-hmm. that change is because of me and that change led to the parents having the moment of their lives when the child spoke for the first time it was a very mm-hmm. difficult thing to you know achieve but then it really really makes you uh, more humble more gentle it makes you more thankful and for that very feeling i am still here and i'm still going to try and go further in this so the very fact that you know you can create some impact in someone's life and that could give you a you know a lifelong of happiness i mean i mean just elate you beyond measure and i'm just chasing that feeling and i don't want to let it go okay okay that 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 that's really i mean that's of course you know pure motivation to do something right uh but yeah. but it's one thing to sort of you know help other people uh in in a in a profession like this but when you were young did you ever struggle with uh communication in any way uh that has sort of you know somewhere subconsciously led you to pursue this profession oh uh, well i didn't but i knew someone who did who was very close to my family 
and mm. I would see uh, not just the child but the entire surrounding that would get impacted because of one one you know incident like that. So it kind of you know led me thinking that there is sh there should be some way to help them out. And then when I did find it, and then I knew what my true calling was because maybe that's why I never thought of it. I mean, out front, but maybe subconsciously because I've seen something like this happen. Now I know the true value and why it's so important to be doing something like this. Yeah, yeah, truly. Because I mean, I didn't have a communication problem myself. Can you hear but me? But I can, I can. Can you hear me? Cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, so personally, when I was young, I didn't have a communication problem as such. But what I had was, you know, of course, the natural uh, fear of speaking up either in class or on the stage and all that stuff, right? So that was always there for me. Um, but I, and I always considered that one of my weak points where, you know, I wasn't able to express myself and all of that. But uh, I think after 10th standard, what happened was I, I went to this bigger school, which is Bishop Cotton's. And, you know, there, like one of the very conscious things that I did was, you know, I pushed myself to sort of, you know, speak either whenever, if it's an assembly or if it's in class and all of that, you know, and really started to express myself. So I became more and more confident and I think, you know, th that experience has really helped me. Like me finding my voice has been the biggest sort of, you know, confidence booster for me. Like, you know, I mean, even the fact that I'm doing this show is a big deal for me, right? Because, you know, you go out there, like, I'm so addicted to the whole process of, you know, expressing out, expressing yourself and also, you know, just interacting with people. Like half of the reason I do this, yeah, it has some agenda, but I just enjoy, you know, the one hour that I get to spend with different kinds of people understanding, you know, what are they doing? Uh, how do they think about things and why do they do the things that they do, right? So for me, that's just uh, very, I don't know, liberating and it just makes things worthwhile, you know, whether it's a day or a week or a month. So that's why, yeah, I mean, it's been three years of doing this. I thoroughly enjoy it. Uh, so so what have you learned about communication, you know, as a tool uh, that humans use that has been very, you know, eye-opening for you? Like, I'm sure, you know, people like me take it for granted or a lot of people around us take it for granted. But what have you realized uh, is the most powerful thing about communication uh, from the lens of someone who probably doesn't have it as easy as us? All right. So, um, first of all, congratulations to you to overcome that fear. And now I'm so proud of what you're doing today, right? It's three years into this and you're loving every bit of it. So that's great to see. Right. And I hope there's good things coming for you. And when it, when it happens, I talk about communication, how it impacts us. Uh, just think of a scenario where I wasn't able to tell you what I'm doing and how much of a lag, how much of a gap that would cause. So mm -hmm. communication not just hinders your expression of what you need and what you desire, but also what you think. So as an individual, you will be creative. You'll have a tons of thoughts. You know, thought process that come in your mind and there's so many ways you could you could want to say that to other people because not everyone wants to keep it inside right and when you when i look at the communication as a tool it became a tool for the society it became a tool for your personal growth it became a tool for your you know uh volitional and vocational things like you know work workplace and then your uh, you know, you're bonding with your friends or you're bonding with yourself and the emotional connect that you have. So it is, it is very, very multifaceted, right? The role of communication for an individual doesn't end with just me telling you what I want, but there are other agendas too, right? How it impacts me in different, different spheres of life. 
that is very essential and i feel someone is who is devoid of this we are i mean not even close to understanding what they feel right we don't even know what it is but we can we can actually give it a guess because we have the skill yeah we can presume imagine not having it that that's what i would say yeah i think that makes sense you know because cool. if okay. you're you're right you know when like as soon as i don't know communication and thought process are so related like when i'm speaking right now i'm also thinking simultaneously and in fact you know sometimes what i want to reaffirm to myself is what i say you know like if i want to say something to myself i'll just say it out loud right and that's a big part of communication i feel i think a lot of people do that you know they just remind themselves they just say it out openly to others and and oftentimes that's why they say you know like share what you're feeling right i mean when you share or communicate is when you know you sort of let it out of your system and you know i, I mean you can see the other person empathizing with you and or not so so i i i see you know the the powers of communication as simple as that what right. what has been the i think i think how long has it been for you you know doing being in this profession i think i know you're still studying uh, but but how long is it been has it been 4 years 5 years doing this this is my 5th uh, year yeah this is my 5th yeah. year into this got profession got and, and you've been seeing patients yeah. since year 1 since day 1 since day 1 okay cool yes. <laughs> so yes. uh, the first day of my me. college i was like put into that sector of the clinic and i'm like what am i supposed to do <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. it was great. Okay. So what uh help me uh I mean I love you to share three very distinct yet impactful uh incidents with patients that you know you've you've had till now that has sort of you know changed your perspective about life or you know just about yourself or your profession you know. So three very distinct experiences you've had in your profession so far. all right um so every day i'll be very honest with you every day it seems like a very new day because you never know what's walking through that door like what what child what adult what communication breakdown or what what impairment or what what difficulty basically so it's very exciting to go to work there is a different day different perspective every day and towards you know in the middle i'll tell you what exactly we do later on but right now i would say um every day is great and you said three stories so one story taught me to be thankful that was the very first week you know because when you when you it's the basic human tendency when you are there and you tend to usually look up to something that you don't have right you always say uske paas hai this and then start comparing but when you are in something like this i wouldn't say i mean subconsciously you would start thanking you know ki you know what whatever it is you are blessed and you know mm-hmm. and if there's any way you could help them out you should because you don't know how many blessings you've got and being this professional has taught me to be more thankful to be more sensitive because everyone's going through something right they not they yeah. may not be very you know overtly telling it to you outside but the subtle hints i become very sensitive to those those kind of hints if my child is throwing a tantrum today and he was mm-hmm. fine yesterday i know there is something else beyond his there's a reason to that meltdown or a tantrum yeah. right so there's mm-hmm. this all that you know every time and maybe when I, when i would uh, the reason that sign language was you know a little you know great for me was because this there are there are tons of technology uh, chirag the world has come like like the i mean i told you before this but the world has come to a point where everything has a solution we try to we try to mm-hmm. you know try to add technology to solve all our problems and that's what hearing yeah. aids do right 
they mm-hmm. they are tremendous and they're amazing and the way cochlear implants have come up in this profession suppose a person actually has can you hear me so suppose yeah. a person actually has an issue and he is using something of a sign language there was there was a well, there's a point where there was a communication breakdown and i could not bridge that gap because i did not even try to go across the bridge and help them right i we were so i was so rigid that you no know, jo bhi hai verbal hai they, they should try to come to us is it Yeah. Me reaching out, me taking the first step is what I have learned. So these are the three critical things that you know I have learned from this entire journey of me being here. Yeah, that 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 makes sense, you know. And I agree to the last point where you know where you're saying you know the the fact that you know we're so far ahead in technology that you know there's no reason why we shouldn't be uh, why there isn't any solution out there to help people with you know. i at least subtle disabilities i'm not sure about you know i mean forget subtle disability people who lost their legs and hands even they have a lot of thing with robotics coming into the picture you know like there's a lot of stuff happening even in that such such uh, extreme disabilities so i think uh, yeah i think technology has a huge role to play and i think this is a perfect segue into uh, what we want to discuss in the middle segment which is you know a couple of articles that uh, you know me and you've picked out to discuss on this call so why don't you uh, you know you know uh, tell what the first article was about uh, the one that i shared and you know we'll have a we'll have a uh, i'd love to hear your views on it what did you gather from it and you know all right let me just you know quickly look it up and then i'll tell you so when yeah. i uh, uh, saw this article i was actually very very impressed i was glued to reading every bit of it because it gave us too many facts that we would overlook typically overlook never have i thought that i would easily get on a cab or i would drive so easily to a place where i wanted to go but uh, for a person with a hearing impairment would find it so difficult to actually you know even even do such a simple task of going to places or being independent enough because as rebellious teenagers we can't wait to get a dl we can't wait to show that you know mm-hmm. we're independent right that yeah. that dl is like a our ticket to independence ki now i can go wherever i yeah. want however i want so exactly. when uh, thinking of that perspective for a person with hearing impairment like I, like i said the stigma is he is incapable of hearing so mm-hmm. generally you would say he's incapable of doing anything but that's not true right there's only one yeah. sense that that's lacking so when you say a dl mm-hmm. and when, when the article said even aim says that the main your input of hearing would be a visual input visual sense that needs to be very very you know in, you know in, yeah. in place and just a little yeah. contribution contribution from the you know hearing uh, senses and that makes sense and there was i was maybe i would also think of sitting in a cab of course because you would wonder if the person is capable but then again technology plays a role like i loved i loved what you know the the, the video you have sent and that attached to this because it actually makes sense there is there is ways of overcoming everything but because we were not mindful about it all these years we never thought of a solution so until it doesn't affect us we don't really do anything about it do we now so there was there might be someone yeah. in seoul who is who has thought about this who has maybe been affected mm-hmm. and that's why he came about with the solution of a tactile input of yeah. a visual input to to enable drivers across you know the hearing impairment spectrum to actually get back into life because a disability should not stop you from living right 
it is not your oh. end right you it's okay because mm-hmm. you have to earn because not for yourself but you know maybe for your family but there are many many things that that you know surround this entire system but in india to be very precise i mean i saw those survey that they have done it's shocking that the disparity is crazy you know number of hearing individuals getting licenses and still creating such a ruckus on the road compared to the i mean yeah. the non i know because <laughs> everyone's a bad driver you feel sometimes and they can still make it yeah. through i made it through, to be very honest and i'm bad <laughs> typically i am bad <laughs> so I, i was like why why that disparity so this is the mindset so someone walks in with a hearing aid someone walks in with no verbal output your entire agenda is ki you can't do anything and that's completely wrong mm-hmm. because we do we don't have mm-hmm. to scrutinize a person for just one inability right there are multiple yeah. more things to him and he has a right to do it and we are no one to prevent him from getting that so i hope people i will be very happy to share this on my instagram if you will i mean will because this is great people should know yeah what and how you could include this is the inclusion i've been talking about the entire month of the deaf last month saying that learn mm-hmm. to include and technology has become so advanced and why not why not take it up in yeah. our stride and do it and indians are great we are we are tech geniuses we work in multiple ways but only if it affects us so i think it's time yeah. this is a, this is an eye opener and i think you're in the mobility industry what do you think about this yeah i think uh, this is one of the i mean i read a lot of articles and this is i mean one of those articles that are you know very very different from what you know usually gets published about mobility and all that you know very very different and it's such a coincidence that you know it came up while we were you know trying to have this uh, podcast so so it was a it was a, i mean this was just a very serendipitous so i went through it and i found it like i knew like i i i have previously put out a post around you know that you know mobility needs to be inclusive like i'm for me mobility is not just about a tech tech shift that's happening from you know internal combustion engines to cleaner ways of or battery powered vehicles right for me it's 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 about this entire movement from how transportation currently is which is it's screwed up in a lot of ways right like like it's not just about te- the technology it's you know the 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 road safety isn't there you know the 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 you know vehicle financing isn't as great insurance for vehicles isn't that great like there's so many issues with it uh so for me sustain, moving towards the sustainable ways of transportation is basically a lot of inclusion you know so because i know how empowering mobility can be you know forget exactly. forget about you know people who are uh, uh you know disabled even even if if i come to the uh you know uh, aspect of you know sort of general uh, sort of gender disparity where you know men or you know guys males usually have you know learned vehicles much faster and you know it, it, it's a mode of empowerment but women of course you know not many i mean at least not as many men drivers out there right? and this is whole prejudice of oh, women are bad drivers this and that you know all that bullshit is going so so you know it it's it's being used as a tool to divide which i don't like you know sure. uh, but i hope you know it moves to a place where it really unites people and brings people together and really empowers because it does have that power to empower like most things in the world aren't universal but i do but i think mobility is a very universal thing and i think it's it's a right you know for people to move around like if you can't move around you're I mean, you can't do so many things in life like that's so sad right so so for me this this uh, article was very eye opening and i i'm super excited that you know people are even thinking along these lines and i was really uh, fascinated to come across a couple of those points when i went through the article one of the 
most i mean a lot of things were eye openers for me and a couple of things were number one was that you know there's already uh, a, i think a, a, a large group of people who have appealed to mm-hmm. the center yeah. and the rto that you know we'd like to have deals and i think a very important uh, pa- sort of you know uh, point there is that you know people who are either devoid of uh, eyes or ears you know say someone doesn't can't hear you know their other senses just become sort of you know they, they get dialed up so it it's written that you know that their visual uh, senses are much faster than an average human who has all the senses right yeah. so and because driving and you know just just commuting on road is a much more visual thing of course there's sound involved but you know it's largely yeah. visual so they should be given deals and all of that so there have been people who have been given deals and the uh, i think the government has said that you know there shouldn't be any discrimination but again you know as most things work uh even though it's it's there on a policy level it hasn't percolated down to the rto level you know because they're not as uh, sensitive to all of these uh, uh, issues so that's that's one uh, sad and you know revealing fact i didn't know that was the case the other was that you know uh, the government actually thinking of a lot of gst benefits for people who are uh, not uh, uh, who, who 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 are disabled to buy these vehicles and that's amazing you know because these vehicles are now fitted with things that help uh, disabled people drive better on the roads so that's amazing you know that's a very i mean that's an economic tool uh, they've they've employed to make it easier for people to buy these vehicles right. and the third and the most amazing one i found was that uh, of course in in vehicle technology hyundai and i think a couple of ones listed in the yeah. article they're actually working on technologies that convert sound into tactile feedback either on the right. steering wheel or on something i like that works that could really work yeah. you know like yeah. like the the vehicle could become their sense you know the vehicle could be one of their senses so yeah. what if they can't hear right so I, i found that really cool and i i just went ahead and thought you know what why let the vehicle do that why not why can't we just have like a you know bracelet of some sort you know because we have all these vibrating you know right. uh, fitbit yeah. bands already yeah. on our hands so why can't we have that that you know converts uh, you know sound into vibration or you know someone's honking and you know, we have multiple technologies i think that can be done i think it's in the possibility of uh, uh, you know uh, uh, if of it being even happening because there's something that just can't happen right i think something like this can definitely happen and uh, i was super excited to find that out yes honestly and when you said that system because a um, lot of hearing aids right now give you the capacity to tune out background noise amplify yeah. what's important so you know the technology is beautiful actually if i was more into audiology i could tell you it's fantastic how they try to mimic as much as natural you know a natural yeah. environment for you on the one one tiny device that does it for you and it's yeah. brilliant so we moved we've transit you know we've changed from your a big you no know, big do- uh, devices the body worn hearing aids i think are, are all you must have seen of some people wear it on yeah. their dresses or i mean on your on your pants and now we have moved on to tiny in the canal aids that you don't even need to notice it but does their work so when you can yeah. integrate all these tiny elements and improve a person's quality of life because like mm-hmm. you said transportation is so critical it's just not going to places but it it's the very essence of being able to go somewhere right oh, to be yeah. able to do the do the task to do the you know uh, meet someone or whatever so it mm-hmm. plays a very mm-hmm. critical role so this article Absolutely. blends those inputs giving the independency Absolutely. to a person uh creating that impact because there is technology and mm-hmm. there is fantastic technology so Absolutely. at the grassroots level if you can integrate all these bits you know what there's wonders waiting to happen 
and that's why we yeah. you and me connect and then we create that world around there's a buzz you know listen up there is something you must yeah. try to you know reverberate this into a larger place so i hope this yeah. is what happens yeah definitely i i think you know again transportation and you know how it's moving these days you know in terms of these uh, swiggy and dunzo delivery boys like that's become such a big employment opportunity for these guys yes, like you know exactly. and i can only imagine uh, that you know uh, people who are deaf and dumb or blind you know they have such restricted uh, uh, employment opportunities and i think mobility could be one of those things at least for you know deaf and hard people where they could either become you know a person delivering groceries or because in this case you know the routes are set you know it's not random so you know i think a lot of innovation can definitely happen yeah. on that and i know i hope you know uh and when typical yeah when typical people rely on google map which is a visual input auditory input definitely they can rely because like you said the tactile input for them specifically made yeah. where to take a turn or what it is what is not yeah. and that's that's perfect and when leading companies like you and i can even think of something like this a very critical thing because this mm. is an employment opportunity creator or whatever you can you know give them a meaning to life make them feel less helpless because mm-hmm. even for us when we say we don't have work to do we feel that sense of helplessness like what are we yeah. even doing okay exactly. and we have all our senses right and those they want to get it you know they they do want to get included they want to mainstream themselves and yeah. if we don't create that opportunity or platform for them then it's it's a utter waste of us having everything and not being able to do anything about it exactly so, yeah. exactly that, that that's exactly why i i you know i am super lucky to be you know i am pumped actually to just be working in this industry because you know, know. it just impacts so many different people in so many different ways like you know for me like like i my biggest thing is you know that that you know cleaner ways of transportation and you know just sustainable ways of mobility becomes uh, a way of life and therefore i you know sort of one of my slogans is you know to build a culture around sustainable mobility which is you know uh, people's personal progress depends on clean and inclusive mobility so that, that like that that's one of the things i want to do and i'm glad you know there are people thinking the same direction so let's hope you know something like this does come to life uh, as soon as it's it exciting can. because it's it's really you know captivating to understand and how the entire process will you know unfold and honestly when i first got on call with you i didn't know what our basics of you know conversation would be but today i'm so glad that we found such an amazing thing to discuss that blends this not just yours but my profession and just equal you know entity and it's it's great to see how it unfolded so it's great yeah that that's one of the things i want to do you know i mean like i had no clue how i'm going to you know uh, have this conversation with you but uh, that's one of the things i want to discover you know whether we whether we find common ground or not but i do know this that you know everyone's excited about you know uh, this this whole clean transportation thing and in some way or the other i hope you know maybe after this you know with this podcast done you're going to go back talk to your friends talk to your patients whoever you know about this and you know that's how you get the word going so yes. yeah it learning experience for me for sure. experience. yes so that that's what it is let's let's now dive in into the second uh, article that you chose so why don't you tell me what it was and you know uh, help me understand what that article was all about all right and this was uh, about again uh, transportation but looking at it through another perspective of the individual with autism spectrum disorder so if you've heard of it the, the it is a spectrum because it has multiple you know uh, levels at which it can cause difficulty for you it's just not one typical line of you know this 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 will be there will not be there it's not a checklist for you it's a spectrum yeah. so um, when i was talking about autism spectrum disorder we we looked at a hearing impairment perspective of transportation now we're going to 
to give it a perspective of a person with on the spectrum and this article just does just that it first highlights how critical transportation is for typical you know human nature and survival and all of that from employment to whatever emotional psychological everything how how critical transportation is and never thought transportation played that a role but only when we had this conversation it kind of was a you know i opened yeah. that nay this is something that's that's beyond what this looks like on the surface mm-hmm. it's 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 crazy and then secondly what the article also highlighted was um how we're still not able to incorporate uh, individuals with the spectrum to be able to get, get to places independently right they always need someone and that dependent factor really makes them you know not able to do something on your own again creates a psychological impact on yeah. them okay because when when you are left alone there's there could be a sensory overload or underload whatever where that in no in a typical thing of just crossing the road can become so difficult for them the lights might be or they might receive the lights as hypersensitively or hypersensitively i i mean i, I hope i the terminology is clear they basically have a mismatch in the kind of sensory input we get so whatever i'm talking to you and we're talking across seems okay but if it's something for a person on the spectrum even a basic visual sense or auditory sense might have you know a uh impairment in the levels of the sensation that you get okay yeah, there is yeah. a sense sensory deficit so yeah, my understanding that, but we need yeah but my we need it and we need people on the spectrum are that you know uh they i mean they just have way too much input you know they just can't tune it out or or can't focus you know if they're hearing something they can just hear that and becomes irritating for them you know and as normal things as possible gets irritating for them so yeah. i mean i'm not sure of the neurological condition but i just know you know yeah. so it means yes so they okay, they can be both okay so this is sensory uh, impairment it's one aspect of it because there's so many things also so it's a sensory processing disorder so what you pro- you and i will process is very typical can be a little overwhelming for them or underwhelming for them so mm-hmm. and they respond to it accordingly okay so getting on the bus uh, finding your routes in the traffic or all of that where there's a lot of noise and inputs and both visual sense it's a chaos but we're used yeah. to that chaos we can we can yeah. nullify it but that mm-hmm. becomes so difficult and that's why they, they are so dependent on someone to take them to places or you yeah. know, travel is very difficult for them so the article highlights how you should be able to include mind the gap itself so how we supposed mm-hmm. to mind that gap and try and be more inclusive about mm-hmm. it so so what does it uh, highlight some solutions to how transportation can uh, be more inclusive to such people see basically it doesn't highlight and uh, it just threw a light on what the problem could be okay and at the level of implementing it which i feel is still pretty far fetched because hearing impairment ka option was variety but here it is a little difficult to find out so what mm-hmm. i say is uh, try and you know uh, understand they say do a survey with those who have impairment and the family members understand how severe the impairment is causing them to not be able to transport or go around places and once the statistics is out you will actually want to do something about it so it's just mm-hmm. on paper right so when you when you ask, actually have the right survey done you know how many and how much impact it causes and one thing is that you know you do that first and this is based in uh, in canada so i don't know how well you can implement this here and finally they saying work 
on IT solutions to create um, efficient travel practices, right? Which is easier. So again, again, it links back to technology because I think as humans, we have just given our hopes on technology, right? For, mm -hmm. for everything and every, anything that, and they're hoping that they can develop something. In my sense, I, I presume there should be something that helps them to you know, uh, modulate or regulate these inputs. Okay, there should be a calming, calming strategy that we can, we can actually add to our basic travels that we can you know maybe the bus or the train or whatever. There should be a calm corner or whatever, which yeah. does, which secludes them from that kind of overwhelming uh, sensations. And yet, yeah. giving them the chance to be able to be in the same train or the same bus with the people. So let's, that's what mm -hmm. I'm thinking, my, my mm -hmm. mind going there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah i mean i'm thinking because you know there's so much of sort of you know for them i mean i mean they get overwhelmed with all of the you know huge uh sort of input and you know their environment and all of the chaos that's around usually in, in transportation that's what we correlate right chaos so i'm hoping that you know maybe them getting into a cab all all by themselves could be a very uh, uh sort of you know I'm, I'm guessing comforting thing because they don't have to listen to the external yeah. noise they're in their car do you think that's a probable uh, transportation solution uh, for them exactly again yes uh one thing we, we i had to highlight is that they have a communication breakdown too right they, it, it does impair the communication so you'll have to have dual solutions something that effectively mm -hmm. does the communication right you could have a tab you could have whatever you can you have verbal communication well and good but you can have something to augment that in case of a breakdown in mm. case you're not able to express where you want to go example basically you want yeah. them to pull over or stop or no yeah. more than or just tell where you want to go yeah. uh integrated system where there is communication boards where you can the driver like the video we saw with the hearing impairments how that yeah. switch happened yeah. you no know, it translated mm -hmm. an uh, visual i mean alter input into a visual sense for the uh, for the driver something similar when the, the child can i mean uh, the individual can maybe point out to the destination or type it out or whatever and then yeah. that that is expressed secondly uh, um see cab is okay but again looking at functionality how many can afford it like looking at yeah. the system right now okay True. and when you're trying to you know, and how many people can access it where and all can they go with it that's also important to have a mm. uh, look into because we don't know what fears of life they come from and it should yeah. be something for everyone what i think so public yeah. transport yeah. needs to you know needs mm -hmm. to be more inclusive especially for people on the bus or people who are driving there should be a little bit of sensitivity i mean they're so rash with normal people on the street i don't know how <laughs> how could they i mean yeah. i don't know the typical sense is very you know true. no true true that's true i i mean i i don't i mean i'm not fully aware of what the sort of you know basket of problems are that people who are on the spectrum go through so uh, i mean I, I really don't know what probable solutions are but from how much ever i know right now at this moment i think i can say that you know a chaos and a lot of noise is a very irritating thing for them so i'm hoping that you know if if say you know the majority of vehicles on road are electric where the sound is very low you know and uh, uh, it, it it's much more you know not irritating to go out on streets and or travel in bus you know yeah. so i hope to some degree that that might help them you know to some degree i'm not saying it could be the lifesaver but i'm saying to some yeah. degree it could help them i mean forget them it helps us as well you know like exactly uh, i mean you know if i mean i would love to have you know 100 vehicles around and not have any one of them you know emit a lot of sound and even just like 
it's like irritate yeah. me because it it is really irritating we just gotten used to it like we get used to most things but you know the moment you switch into electric like i have i had an electric scooter i sold it uh and you know i could just feel the calming effect of it you know even when i'm on the signal like usually from on the signal my my engine's on and it's it's constantly vibrating a little right so i'm i'm still in that but but when i'm electric you know i can just feel you know that the typical vibration of the vehicle is just absent and it kind of calms me i don't know i might be biased towards it but i think it has some sort of a calming effect so i'm hoping that you know cleaner uh, and you know sort of less noise polluting vehicles can be of much help even to the people on spectrum so yeah yeah so uh, thank thanks so much you know for bringing that article across uh, for everyone who's watching and listening i will put up the links to these articles so that you can go through them as well and discuss them with your friends family whoever you want to or even reach out to me with them if you have some other views but yeah uh, so lovely uh, you know uh, going through such a distinct way of you know having your profession and my profession merge in this way you know in which we basically talk about how we can include all of these people who are typically and even today excluded from mainstream transportation uh, which is not great and i think you know somewhere along the line we forgotten the importance of transportation in a person's life and i think it has to come back and that's one of the big trends that's happening in mobility right now zanab so what's happening is you know typically right now transportation was built around it it was very manufacturer specific like the manufacturer wanted to build something he built it out and you know he didn't give a shit about anything else you know but now what's happening is mobility is becoming much more holistic and and the consumer the person the individual is at the center of the, that that design you know uh, and after that comes you know what kind of vehicles do we need to provide what kind of uh, you know city planning that needs to be going in what kind of software do we need so you know it's just the criss cross and mix and match of so many different fields i'm sure you know there will be people like you who will giving their inputs as well in, for yes. us to design some really inclusive mobility really solution yes because it will so, directly give give me happiness to see whatever child or adult i saw within my clinic living a much much more inclusive life outside when he steps outside because when he comes in i know what the problem is i know what to treat but when he goes out he should have that same confidence from the people around him it's it's a far fetched dream but one day i'm looking at a more inclusive nation which is yeah if if nothing it is sensitive at least to those needs yeah. at least sensitive yeah. that's all i'm saying yeah true true no absolutely i think i think so many things are far fetched i think most of the thing that we're doing are far fetched but i think it needs to be done at least you know at least we acknowledge it there are people working right. towards it like 10 yeah. 20 years back we didn't even acknowledge that so True. i think we're in a much better place that way <laughs> so the fact that we can so, even think about it and probably draw a few ideas is great because we have confidence ki nahi ho payega i mean we're not in a fantasy anything can happen right so yeah. at least we we're we're relying on on you know our our technology we're relying i'm relying on people like you innovative people like you to be able to integrate all this because as a slp it would be lovely to have my you know patients live a better life through mobility which mm-hmm. i know is not possible right now but when yeah. i when i can put my faith in i mean innovators like you i think there is good things coming coming mm-hmm. our way so let's hope thank you thank you so much i mean yeah uh, i i will try my best to that's a you know, weight on your shoulder i'm sorry but <laughs> <laughs> No that's good that's good that's the reason I, i do this you know because i mean it, it it's to get your hopes high right like i mean right now i mean before this podcast i mean you you didn't know so many things right neither did i but you know now we do so it's a good thing that you know you place accountability on people who sh- really should be accountable you know so i think it's it's there's no problem in holding me accountable to that uh 
So Zainab, what are your thoughts? I mean, this is just uh, one of the last segments on the podcast. So what are your thoughts on, you know, uh, moving the world towards just, you know, sustainable ways of living, you know? Do you think of sustainability? Do you practice some sustainable things in your life at all? Okay. So uh, when we, I mean, the school level, yes, we were into that, you know, uh, civic awareness yeah. campaign. Yeah. Well, yeah. CMC. Was it CMC? I don't know. Yes, CMC. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And my mother was a part of it. Okay. She used to be the person who does it, who has taken forward the training programs and all of that. So I was, from then, I've been into understanding sustainability. And mm-hmm. the very fact that there, there are things, there are generations coming after us. And that, that's very, I mean, that is an eye opener for me because I can't, I can't exploit, overuse, everything right now we can't be selfish there there is something that you you have to be mindful about okay there are things coming forward and it could be anything to do but sustainability is so uh, i feel it's very easily integrated into your basic lifestyle only if you give a thought about it i mean people think oh god sustainability is so difficult but it's not actually right you know Mm -hmm. it's it's something you can the basic thing when you segregate things basically or your your segregation something or you're segregating your waste at the basic level okay and when you're when you're trying to be mindful when you're buying or buying electronics the way you dispose it all of the small elements kind of create a huge impact but we don't realize that because as humans we, we feel that it's a big mass chunk that is so difficult to achieve but they don't realize that these small bits can actually make make it easier for us to reach that point right so when yeah. you said even electrical mobility in terms of reducing that impact the carbon uh, footprints that we leave on this planet okay the amount of things that we do that really impact the planet in more ways than one and we're just being too selfish is what i feel and when mindfulness comes in and we we try to do things in an at least our bit into uh you know do your bit first so my my thing is i'm we're deep rooted into uh being more civic aware thanks to my mother so mm-hmm. you'd find me doing little things like you know uh not keeping the basic things don't keep the water running don't keep your geyser running for too long mm-hmm. throw your extra water bottle into the plant don't go and throw out something else yeah you no know, you, you can flush out your toilet with the Car wash, car wash, whatever hai, whatever hai. Just mm. try to, you know, uh, mm-hmm. integrate basic things. Budget ke naam pe karlo, but karlo. At least you will have to <laughs> something you will save. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. True. No, that's true. That's true. I I agree. You know, like uh, more. I mean, being sustainable, leading a sustainable life is simple. Like the idea is simple. Yeah, yeah. Do these five things. You're sustainable, but it's not easy. And the reason for that is not people aren't to blame for that. It, it's because you know. So here, I, I see this every time. So the reason today someone chooses to, you know, just be not sustainable versus be sustainable is because the infrastructure or the environment that's, that they live in uh, allows them to easily not care about what's important and just, you know, be reckless. So that's what's happening. So if we want to build, and for the people who really care, it's our responsibility to start building an environment and an infrastructure that it becomes easy for people to care and, yeah. and you know, just add, not act reckless. So that's one of the more, uh, uh, you know, uh, eye-opening things that I came across that, you know, this all infrastructure, man. This whole game is infrastructure and systematic, right? You know, if the systems are in place, if, if you know, if your infrastructure uh, allows people to go that way uh, easier 
or you know uh, to fall on your side easier than on the other side well people will you know because at the end of the day they just want comfort you know most yeah. people are just like are a convenience we want some convenience we want some comfort you know we don't give a shit like most people don't give a shit about the planet right they might say but they don't really so that's fine but but you know that's that's true for most other things also so if you make them care without them knowing that's a win for you so that's one of the things even i'm trying to do with you know at least we're trying to do with sustainable mobility what was mobility, that building you know? in manhattan that popped up it says seven years till you can reverse the damage that you've caused to the earth was that the one i'm not quite sure the location there was a timeline okay there's a building that pops up the mm-hmm. number of years that you actually have to save global warming or the climate change okay oh. so okay. like you said if in a workplace and when you look mm-hmm. up and you have a time clock ticking exactly. this is what you've got come on you need to buckle up yeah. you want to live <laughs> longer than this if you it's like you know you're in that system ki i have to now okay there's no other exactly. way out so if the visual i mean the place you're in the environment you're in is a constant nagging reminder you know what it's time mm-hmm. it's time you buckle yeah. up i think that's that's great so that, that combined that. with that combined with some incentive to even care right care. like right. Lo- right. like like right. we just react yeah. to economic incentives like whatever it might be you know whether i mean that's one of the things we're trying to do in uh, at least in the ev True. space is that you know we just want to make it better so our pitch or you know one of the things that i whoever i meet who's from the industry what i say is that hey you know let's not convince people to buy our vehicles because they're good for the environment because let's be honest nobody cares right you know uh, but let, let's pitch to them on our products being better than what's currently sold because everybody wants better things they might may or may not want something good for the environment but they do want something that's better for them so let's build something that's significantly better than what currently exists then people will naturally migrate we don't have to convince them on any of the things and of course yes the outcome is that it's also beneficial to the environment so that's a much more healthier way to think of this and have people on board because you know what people do mostly or right now they're doing is oh uh, here's here's our product it's good for the environment but it's probably shit and you know it won't work that long so you wouldn't want it I it's worse than what you currently have Trust me, so yeah. so 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 that's not a right pitch to go true true and the honestly the fact that there is no economic incentive given to those who actually a good samaritan imagine he just gets recognition ki ha he isne kuch kiya maybe one day kisne bola share kiya status pe bas finish what is what do we take back from it what what keeps him going nothing so when you give that when you try even the ngos we associate if you are doing social service it's directly linked to free ka kaam have you ever thought of it that way and that's why there is no there's no respect if it was something yeah. a very high paying job if social service was a high paying job you yeah. would see the world in a better place everyone would jump in and say mujhe bhi karna hai because you know it's it's yeah. paying and that's what that's what i think you know that's what i am a person who believes in business as a tool for social change you know yes. because i i think human the best tool that humans have created is business because it's it's the most sophisticated sophisticated form of human communication you know in which everyone wins the shareholders win uh, the employees win the founders win the customers win and hopefully the environment wins too right so if you really run a business well everyone wins it's a win win for everyone right so i'm just very uh, fascinated by how business can be a very powerful tool to propagate any ideologies you would have whether it's to a product service whatever you know but i think it's most what it is is you know Uh, a tool to propagate your ideas about the world and the best part is you don't have to convince people people if if it's a good business you know they'll get convinced and they'll buy it and they'll buy into your mission 
So I find business absolutely the number one change agent or the change agent, the best tool to uh, change anything. Because let's be honest, why is it, why is it that we're in this situation today? Because you know, a lot of corporations, uh, you know, built a lot of stuff and that polluted the environment. You know, that that's the vehicle that caused it. Because business is scale, right? Like hundreds of thousands of people are affected by a business. You know, so so if that's what it is, then you know then it's not the tool that's bad, good or bad. It's the people behind those tools are good or bad. So if the intention is good, I think good can be yes. propagated. Yes, yes. So that's my great, belief. Great novel thought, you know. I'm sure you, when you started off also, you must be wondering on how to get off. I, I'm, so, I'm so excited to know how you actually thought of sustainability because typically no one does that, right? We're just yeah. in here to make that business. And do fill our pockets, and that's it. But then there is, I'm sure there's an underlying cause, and that's great. I mean, you must stick to that, that you know, that passion that drives yeah. you to make it different. And you're not doing it for, I mean, you're not making it sound like social service. You make yeah. impact because there is business and there is economy involved. There are people involved. There's an economic and incentive. Now, exactly. And now people will look into it, which you would just like, okay, never mind. Just, no, absolutely, absolutely. He's, just, he's just propagating something which we, we've all, yeah. always heard doesn't impact yeah. us but when you exactly. when you do it on a very basic foundation level like your business or your you know economical or financial forefront people have to they will and they have mm. no other choice right yeah. they will eventually get into it so that's great that's great exactly. thought yeah so, so that that was, I mean, like the the motivation to do even even get into this field was, I mean, I my my undergrad is in uh, business administration, so naturally I'm a person inclined towards business. And the second thing is that, you know, when I, in first year of college, when I was deciding, you know, what should I what should I be doing, you know, because I was confused. Uh, I thought, you know, let's just focus on one of the biggest problems that exist, you know, like there's just no better way. So of course, climate change was the biggest one, you know. And I was inclined towards mobility. And I thought, you know, more than any other industry, I think the automotive and, you know, the transportation industry has a huge impact on climate change. And I think if, if done well, it could have the huge impact in reversing that change. So I thought, you know, let's choose this field and, you know, let's sort of just dedicate our lives to it. And uh, yeah, uh, for me, business happens to be the tool in which I pursue it. I'm not an engineer or someone, but I'm a business guy. So I'll just use that. <laughs> yes, I think you were very uh, mindful about it, and I think it's a great, great initiative. So I'm very happy to have found this platform. Thank you. I mean, thank you. You know, thank you for coming on uh, to the show. I think it was lovely, even though there was a slight internet glitches. Uh, I didn't mind them. <laughs> I'm so sorry for uh, that. <laughs> it's not a problem at all. Uh, but 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 thank you so much, Zainab. I hope you know there was a lot a lot of things that you took away. And uh, if, if there's anything, uh, you know, I'd like to give you a minute or two if you want to speak to, you know, my community, whoever, you know, if there's, if there's something, you know, you'd like to say, propagate, you know, just, just leave my audience with some message. All right. Go ahead. Yes. So, uh, first, I thank you for, again, this amazing opportunity. Secondly, uh, if you're listening and if you're on Chirag's, you know, uh, page or following him, I, and if you wouldn't have or know someone who needs who needs help? I'm going to be doing what I should do first, right? I will be more than happy to lend that help as an SLP, as an audiologist. So find me on my Instagram at the girl in the city. Find me on my email address and all your queries, whatever you have. If you know someone who has a communication impairment or potentially has a you know, difficulty in communicating, you know where to go because there is help. That's why I'm here. I'm trying to tell people that 
don't feel helpless don't feel there's no solution we are here we are trained to help you and you can reach out to us whenever and however and secondly um try and be more inclusive because that's what we we are looking at me and chirag i think have found commonality on this way of being more inclusive not just for people but for the environment as such right being more mindful towards it so let's let's try and continue this good uh, you know initiative again uh, just highlighting what i do as an slp i will be able to help you with your communication and uh, any queries you have you know follow me up on my instagram and do let me know if i can help you out nonetheless uh, this has been a great experience for me and i'm trying to it was an eye opener to see how mobility can influence my profession and how i can be i can actually have a role to play in shaping the future mobility innovation innovations and all of that so that's great yeah thank you so much zainab uh, i'll be putting up all her links in the description so you can find them there and reach out to her and of course you know speak to her she's an amazing person to be uh, interacting with uh thank you so much everyone who's listening who's watching i hope the session you know uh, you you took away some really key things i it was a real eye opener for me as well uh i think you know yeah i i think all around it's just been a great session i mean i i thoroughly enjoyed talking to you zainab thank you so much thank you for everyone who's watching uh and you know i'll see you guys in the next episode till then be driven differently <laughs>